Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are crashing through Disney's Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are joined by Josh and Gavin from the Animation Station podcast. Welcome back. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Gavin. Thanks for having us again, yeah, guys. Try, try to pop it in there real quick. <laughs> yeah, we need Josh to get in here like a little bit more. I know, like, I've listened to your podcast. I know you have stuff to say, Josh. Yeah, I'm very opinionated. <laughs> much much to Gavin's chagrin. We need those opinions, though. We need that juxtaposition. Yes, it's, it's, it's okay to be opinionated. <laughs> I've listened to your episode on The Little Mermaid. Kester and I have a much higher opinion of this film than you guys came out with. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't. Well, you know, you bashed some of it a little bit, <laughs> but it was hard to compare it to the excellence that followed shortly on its heels because, man, <laughs> what they did later was just superior, I think. But this is a good movie, so I'm excited to talk about <laughs> but, it. Yet but it's again. a it's a movie that leaves a lot of questions. Lots of questions. Lots yes. of questions in this movie. We love those questions. Yes. Today we are discussing minute 52 of The Little Mermaid, which begins with Grimsby saying, just don't swim around rescuing people in the middle of the ocean, to finish his line from before about nice young ladies. Uh, I really hope that future movies don't break lines across the minutes so much, because they do it a lot. You listen to a lot more movies by minutes than I do. Do they have... I'd say, I, I, I feel like and I'm probably biased right now, but I feel like Little Mermaid has been the worst one ever. Okay. <laughs> Out of all the movies that have been covered minute by minute. Well, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, it, it, this minute doesn't end with a, a, a yes. line being cut off. <laughs> yeah, nice. it, it ends with Grimsby asking Ariel, do you like it? In reference to his snarf blat or smoking pipe. Mm -hmm. uh, minute 52 of The Little Mermaid features Grimsby trying to convince Eric uh, that there was no girl or that he shouldn't pursue for being rescued for being rescued that he shouldn't pursue that girl or he should pursue the one who's in the palace who was that girl yes so grimsby is both right and wrong like there was no girl well yes there was you should pursue other women like the one in the palace well that's the same one but yes he should pursue her okay i <laughs> Okay, the other sense I'm getting, I really i am disappointed that it doesn't appear in the movie. Someone must have been tempted to write Grimsby sayings like, there's other fish in the sea. Was that it, it a thing? It is surprising that that isn't in the movie. I don't know if it was a thing in the 1800s. Definitely a thing in the 1980s, though, that people mm -hmm. would say that. Yep. It's like, there's plenty of yeah. fish in the sea. It's like, but come in on! The 1800s. That went so easy. <laughs> it would have been so good when they were on the ship. And Eric was complaining about the the princess of Glowerhaven, and Grimsby should have been like, "Fine, there are plenty of other fish in the sea." Or it would have been better if Eric had said it. If Grimsby was like, "What's wrong with the princess of Glowerhaven?" He's like, "She's just not right for me." And then Grimsby's like, "You're never gonna get married." And Eric's like, "There are plenty of fish in the sea." All right. And then there's just kind of like this cutaway look to Ariel. <laughs> All right. Well. This minute also There's features... room for that in the live action version. <laughs> just yeah, there saying. You there you go. You like to make pointers of, of I'm, the live I'm action. I'm just pointing out some recommendations. Also, <laughs> we are available to consult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but this minute also features Ariel walking into the dining hall and Ariel getting embarrassed by the looks she gets from Grimsby and Eric when she uses the dingle hopper mm-hmm. as a dingle hopper, as a, not as a fork. <laughs> yes. I like how she's like, she sees it and she's like, oh, I know this. Look, I'm combing my hair. I know all about your custom. Oh, no, we're not doing this. Okay. I'm and she, this she's so now. excited. <laughs> She's so uh, excited, and then she's so embarrassed, and then she gets so excited again when, when she, she sees, sees the, the, snarf, the black. snarf black. Yeah, like, I love how energetic she is about this, even when she's, like, going between super excited and super embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She's like, like, I'm so happy that I'm in this world. I'm I'm doing human stuff. I'm using human stuff. I've I've found a dinglehopper. I know how to use a dinglehopper. Oh, this isn't how you use a dingle hopper. They're looking at me funny. And she gets like almost <laughs> pouty. Like I right. was yeah. just trying to do it right. Mm-hmm. And she then does a, she does a cute little uh, biting the lower lip for just a split second. And I'm like, oh, yeah. she's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's so cute. <laughs> she, again, this, this also points to the animators really focusing on trying to make her expressive expressive and they definitely do a great job it sometimes it seems a little over expressive i think her hands end up looking a little over expressive like when she's doing her hair with the dingle hopper like also her hair was probably already brushed at this point it's true Um, but she she doesn't care one they definitely like animate the hair with a different kind of gravity than even when she was a mermaid and was Mm -hmm. above the water like it it's just completely different it looks so it looks fluffy and and dry and then the like the extension of her arm and everything like that's very like performative um but the facial animation is like really refined and not yeah overdone i i agree i i think that this is some of the best animation of ariel is in this scene and, and a lot of it is to do with her face and man what i her faces make this whole scene i mean to me that's what drives the scene is just all of her reactions to everything. And you know exactly what emotion she's feeling from second to second. And it is back and forth and back and forth and back and forth a lot. But you go on that journey with her because it's so plain what she's feeling. And, you know, she is really cute and adorable. And, you know, you're rooting for her so much at this point that uh, it's just a really sweet moment, I think, in the movie where... You know, she makes a mistake, but then she's not afraid to try something else. And, oh, she made another mistake, but it's funny this time. And I don't know. And it made I, I Eric laugh. The, yeah. I love just kind of the buoyancy of her character at that point. I yeah. do have one complaint about this. As a wardrobe in a future Disney movie, um, what's her name? Cl- Cl- oh, what is her Carlotta? name? Carlotta. Carlotta. Yeah. Not not really a fan of, you know, the dress that she gave Ariel. <laughs> I mean, the color scheme. Give her something like a blue or like a seafoam green. Something seafoam that'll green. You know, bring out her eyes. Something to offset the that hair. Color. Something, yeah. something like the, the, the seafoam green dress that they merchandise in, yeah. in everything, but she exactly. never wears in yeah. the film. Like, I'm, right. I'm thinking about Ariel and like merchandise and it's like seafoam green's her color. It's not pink. And, yeah. and then like in the... You know, when she's in the Disney princess pantheon, she's in the seafoam green dress, which is very similar to this dress. It's just seafoam green. Yes. I don't know why they went with pink for this one. Maybe they were thinking about doing the seafoam green. They're like, that's a little too, like, she just got out of her tail and now she's back in the tail color. Maybe. I don't know. 
But I do have some notes about the dress itself. Okay. It's it was made in and it was made to make references to other Disney princesses from the classical era because this okay. is. I mean, there's not that many princesses from the classical era. So to there's reference. just three. There's just three. <laughs> okay. But uh, the puffy sleeves, sleeves with Snow the White. with the diamond like almost slashes mm-hmm. uh, are are in reference to Snow White. Okay. The the pink itself is, is in reference, reference to Sleeping Beauty. No, it's actually because of the the shade it is. Oh, it's, it's in reference Cinderella's to Cinderella's mother's dress. mother's dress. Okay, her first dress. Yes. Uh, the the skirt, the full skirt with the draping, is mm-hmm. in reference to Cinderella's blue ball, ball gown. gown, and then the off the shoulder neckline, and the long pointed sleeves that go down to a point on her hands. Those are in reference to Aurora. Got it. What do you guys think about the dress? Well, I I find that very interesting. I'm I'm glad you had kind of some of that background about the dress itself because I was going to say. I feel like I got the impression that the animators felt beholden to their kind of fairy tale history because this was the very first time they were doing a princess fairy tale since Sleeping Beauty in the 50s. So I I felt like there had to be some sort of homage going on there. So it's really cool that you dug up that information about the dress specifically. I think that's perfect. And that's clearly what they were doing. I just wish they would have made a different color choice, like Josh said. Now, what part of the dress was based on uh, Princess uh, Elyon Way from (laughs) Black Cauldron? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's always forgotten in the princess clan. (laughs) Yeah. Man. I, I want to start a petition to get her back into the Disney catalog of princesses. The the Disney princess that's what needs to tough happen. Road to hoe. The Disney princess catalog is an interesting history. Like there, there was a time when Tinkerbell was an official Disney princess, and I like I love that mm-hmm. Tinkerbell is great. But um, then they but, they like stripped her of her title. Yeah, titus. then they then they're like, no, she's not a Disney princess anymore. <laughs> I think there's like eleven or thirteen definite like canonized disney princesses but i also mm-hmm. feel bad because like but i love some of these disney heroines that aren't princesses like meg or jane right is mulan part yes. of the disney she princesses is, she is officially listed as a disney princess what's she the princess of she's not see i know <laughs> i i get I, I that's one of the things like they're doing the whole dream big princess thing at amc uh this month and right. next month where they're showing all the older, you know, movies back in theaters, mm-hmm. and it's got Mulan, and I'm like, she's not a princess. I mean, I'm gonna go see it because I love Mulan, but I'm like, she's not a princess. Yeah, yeah. So, it is weird. Some of those choices. Yeah, so I would prefer it if Mulan and Meg and Jane, there was like a separate category for the Disney heroines. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also gets a little confusing because lately they've been adding, like, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, princess from uh Avalor the the the, the oh the, uh, uh, the, oh, the, oh Elena. Elena of Avalor Elena of Avalor yeah. she's now a Disney princess and sometimes uh Sophia the first is yeah, but part of that but bracket she's not really it it gets complicated because in at the Disney parks that's where it really is yeah. like it, takes the, place like, the, the brand is really important at the parks mm-hmm. less important for the movies and it's really for the face right. actors the the face characters um the ones that aren't in a mascot 
costume. costume. And Princess Sophia is in a costume, so she's technically not a Disney princess. princess. But but oh, Elena of Avalor... You, you, you see you, a, a she, performer with a face. Yes, and she is now a Disney princess. And that's when it, it gets... Like, for me, it gets frustrating because I'm like, just come up with, like, the Disney Junior. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's okay it's if there's Junior thing. Princesses or TV. And then, like, I don't love that uh, Merida from Brave is in there. But I also just don't love Brave as a movie. Oh, um, well, it's because it's garbage. No, it's, it's divisive. Great. It's all about a it's it's all about a tart. It That's is. all that movie is about a tart and bears. Yeah, but it, it, so they they need to come up with like a, a Disney Junior bracket, a Disney heroine bracket, mm-hmm. and then have the Disney princess, which would include all the princesses the but ones. i think i think mulan would kind of would basically spearhead the disney heroines yes. bracket she'd be the first one but oh, then yeah. there would be meg and jane sure. and if they did this then you could actually meet these characters more often than you actually can you can never meet jane or meg well uh, or or tarzan or hercules true. basically well, tarzan you can meet at animal kingdom sometimes sometimes more often than than not but mm-hmm. you can meet jane sometimes as well and uh and and meg occasionally but the those ones are like they're even they're rarer. great i love those movies and, and i love you those can't characters. meet them at disneyland i want to i want to meet them i want to buy their merchandise yeah exactly but you can't meet them like at disneyland they they come out maybe once a year once every other year once every oh, couple years yeah but at disney world because there's so much more uh, park. Air park area yeah. uh mm-hmm. you can meet them a little more often but jane i know at least comes out for the halloween parties at disney world at least for something i, I don't know exactly what but it, it, it just gets very complicated and and then you miss out on all these great characters and, and then and so that's sad. why they that's why we don't have aloe i don't know if i said that right i uh Aloe vera. I, well, I mean, it really depends. Elon Wee. Elon Wee. When we get to sort of aluminum. No, no. The black cauldron. When we get to black cauldron, we'll 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 find out how to pronounce. But like, there's. I mean, obviously, because I mean, you can look at just like our two podcasts and say like there is a, a deep love for getting into like getting into the dirt of these Disney animated films mm-hmm. and like. There is room for some extra merchandise, guys. Like you are limiting your sale potential by just producing, you know, a couple of Disney princesses. And like there's people that want to buy Sword in the Stone merchandise. Sure. There's people that want to buy any of the stuff from the Disney Channel. Yeah. I yeah. want my Kim Possible, but I can't get my Kim Possible because Disney hates their that fans. Would be, that would be yeah. a, well, Dis- a Disney TV heroine bracket. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And the the fact that they don't merchandise anything from their television programming is it's shocking to us, but you know, it is what it is and and you know, it all comes down to business and they don't feel like there's a profit margin for, you know, Jane dolls, I guess. And I would you know, they they're probably right, but they would sell yeah, some. They, yeah. I Maybe. I'm sure they could at the very least break even on that and even if mm-hmm. if they okay, if they came out and said this is a limited run tarzan and jane like merchandise set like like we are we are doing you know a limited run on the kind of merchandise that we do for 
all the stuff that's in the Disney store. Like you see so much stuff in the Disney store for a certain set of films. And if they did a limited run of that type of merchandise for other films, if I could get a mug that was like the sketchy design stuff from Tarzan, I would, Mm -hmm. I would buy that mug. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if they treated their merchandise like they do the films and put it in a vault and made it exclusive and said for a limited time only, here's all the, sub characters you've never been able to here's, buy here's before your pain and panic months. plushies they would, they would make money oh exactly. my gosh pain and, plan- pain and panic plushies <laughs> well they the only thing tarzan that i could really find when we were at uh disneyland um <laughs> was they had that one really cute pegasus that was in that one store yeah. ever oh is it yeah, the pegasus yeah, yeah. with like the, the blanket by, by the yes yes exactly. yeah with the big blanket and i was like i want that but we never went back to Winnie the Pooh or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, guess I can never yeah, find I saw this that again. one at Disney Because <laughs> they didn't Springs. even have it in the... Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. like, they didn't even have that in the big Disney store that we went to on Main Street. Right. It wasn't even there. So I was like, oh, oh and downtown well, Disney had this it. kind of sucks. Yes. So the two, basically downtown Disney. Yeah. So, but, but it's not mm-hmm. everywhere. E- even, even with all of that, you don't get a lot of merchandise of Mulan. There's only a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they, right. they really emphasize the disney princesses like mm-hmm. bell and but Ariel at the same time and... there's there's other stuff that they like brand out like i don't know how many mike wazowski plushies they're selling but there's but there's a lot in the store <laughs> there's a lot and it it gets very complicated and i feel like they're also merchandising a lot of the disney junior brand rather than the disney channel which and makes which, sense which makes because, sense because, because you're buying for children right but there's so many adults who would love to have these, the pain and panic plushies or. Yeah, exactly. We have exposable income right. that I will gladly throw out. And yeah. we were watching Hercules what? the other day and, and they have all the, that merchandise, the yeah. Herc oh, merch. Why is there not a Herc store? Like uh-huh. I would buy a Herculade to drink at Disney <laughs> every single day. Oh yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah. But. The Air Herc exactly. sandals. Exactly. I'd wear those. Like, like, that one is especially interesting because they actually talk about merchandising Hercules and then they don't really merchandise yeah, Hercules. Yeah. So I, I think that Andrew and I should like We like, should help them make some decisions. Because yes. like especially things <laughs> right. like, like Hercules and Tarzan would hit another demographic that they're not covering, which is the younger boys. Like when I was a when I was a little boy, mm-hmm. like those movies were, and now they're were everything. I was like, and now the Tarzan Mer- is so great. The little boy merchandise is all of the superheroes from yeah. Marvel and Avengers. But they could right. get a little bit of, uh, like a little bit more. Exactly because Disney is I still agree. And, and I, it's still viewed for for merchandise purposes. It's still viewed as uh, like a, a girl's source of merchandise. Yeah, I think that's true in a lot of ways. You know, a minute ago we mentioned that there's, you know, this open market of adults out there that would buy a lot of this stuff, like as collectibles and whatnot. And I wonder if there's hope on the horizon because now that Star Wars has been brought into the fold and, you know, we have these Force Friday events and it's clear that adults are out there in droves buying up Star Wars toys like they're going out of style. That same market has other nerdy interests like Disney and would gladly spend even more money on 
you know, nerdy Disney things, just like they do for Star Wars. So maybe they'll kind of look to their own, you know, different categories mm -hmm. of, of sales that they have and say, oh, well, maybe we can do a Pain and Panic collectible action I mean, they've already got a name. You could totally just call it Throwback Thursday and just be like, for one Thursday every, you know, three months, once every quarter, we'll pick another Disney movie and do a limited release of all this yeah, Disney amazing. jazz. And they would make money hand oh, over ab fist. Yeah, absolutely. And like they I, I feel like they're missing out. And it's easy for us to talk about this with you guys because your your podcasters focused on animation stuff. But like D23 is just hordes of adults, podcasters, YouTubers, uh, blog writers who mm -hmm. are adults who love Disney and want to report on it. If if they like looked at the D23 people instead of as like a news outlet, as a merchandise bracket, like people who they are going to buy sell stuff. so much at D23 just for yep. like, they're like but, limited time merchandise at D23, come and get it. And yeah, and they, they would have to focus on the films that have been uh, basically neglected, but like there's there's a there's a chunk of people who want that stuff especially for certain films like like we've been talking specifically hercules um i've mentioned tarzan a few times like there are mm -hmm. movies that are neglected merchandise wise that people would Black really culture. really love the merchandise for and like people don't need a lot of pocahontas or hunchback merchandise i don't think like maybe a little bit but maybe, maybe a little bit but like those films I think in comparison to Tarzan and Hercules, yeah. not as much. Yeah, like, I think we need people more Tarzan and Hercules. would want a lot of Tarzan and Hercules. Right. Also, um, Meet the Robinsons. I yes, I know tons of people oh, talk one. about Meet the Robinsons, and it's like Meet the Robinsons is is probably one of the best ones from like that experimental 2000 to 2010 era. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Easy. but then it, there it are gets, also other. Love. There are also other films that. Don't, I don't have I don't, any merchandise, and I'm like I don't need a home I, on the range or or animal. dinosaur uh, or exactly uh, chicken little. I don't need but, chicken little. But merchandise. I know people would love to have Meet the Robinson stuff. Exactly, and mm -hmm. so I we've agree. talked about how they should get us on the the live action stuff. They should get us on um, on merchandise stuff yeah. too, because we can help but, out. Like, I think I think a limited, a limited Hercules release of some kind, people would go bananas for. Okay, imagine this. You know the company Sphero that did the BB-8 and did the Lightning yeah. McQueen RC toys uh, or app-controlled toys? Imagine if they did Doris <gasps> from Meet the Robinsons. Ooh, How fantastic would that, would, awesome. would that be? I would, I would right? buy that, though I'd be scared you to at the same like time. You could put like a $500 price point uh -huh. on that and people would buy I'd it. I'd be scared to buy it at the same time because <laughs> it's Doris, but like... Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so there's yeah. there's a lot of opportunities that they're missing out on. I don't remember what we said that actually got us on. I think we were talking about the Disney princess, like the, the dr it was yeah, the dress I, that, the, that's the my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we talked about how they didn't have a princess. What's her name from it, it, Black Cauldron it, in, in her dress? It, and Alo Winnie, Alowin, Ao, Alowinie. I don't know. We'll Princess, get to it. We'll uh, get it right. Aeoli. Aeoli oil. We were doing, that was, that was a Aeoli lot of oil. Conversation. conversation just about that. <laughs> Is there but, anything else about this yep. unit specifically? I think, like, we, we covered it. We talked about how, you know, energetic yeah. and embarrassed Ariel was and things mm -hmm. like that. Is there anything else you guys need to cover mm -hmm. for this minute? No, I think that's that's the gist <laughs> of that that moment. It is just kind of about her and her expressions yeah, and those emotions and they do the, it well. The 
uh, the pipe in his face. Yeah. That's about it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I have to mention is that uh, the animation of the silverware and, and the, the, the table setting. It's a little inconsistent. It's a little inconsistent. So one minute the plate's there, one minute it's not. One minute there's a napkin, one minute there's, or one second there's not. The the fork she uses, when she picks, when she looks at it, it's four prong. And then when she's using it and for the rest of the time, it's three prong. <laughs> but I don't uh, care. Continuity errors. I just had to mention it. I just enjoy, I enjoy <laughs> like watching her interactions here. Like, this is one of the minutes where it was hardest for me to take notes, and I could, like, I could hardly get myself to look at the background, because I was just kind of charmed by the performance. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. That's it. That's all I have. Okay. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found at... Uh, You can find uh, the Animation Station Podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, also at Animation Station Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find us on our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes in the podcast tab. All right. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. Bye.